confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. and Roz. We are back for another week. And again, we're not the only ones back. So is Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web fa- interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Call to action. Didn't need to read that part, but here you go. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, E-L-E. AV50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, which has just concluded. NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games where Wits is constantly sitting. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Wits, what's up, baby? How are we doing today? Doing good, man. Uh, been, a, been a hard, long week at work. Been slaving away, but always got to make time for the show. Um, so first off, Raj, you, you brought it up. MLB season is over. I figured that's where we could start today. Um, big congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. I mean, what a season. What a series that was. Freddie Freeman gets his first title. Braves win for the first time since 1995. It was, uh, it was an awesome season for them. Even with losing Acuna, uh, they fought all the way back. And very similar me, to me, Roz, with the Nationals a couple of years ago. You know, they were under 500, way under 500 near midseason. Fought all the way back and ended up with a title. So the Braves, they take it home. Uh, if anybody out there had Jorge Soler for World Series MVP, it cashed a nice ticket uh, around you know, 34, 35 to 1. So overall, Roz, baseball season, it was another success. Uh, very likable team wins the title, and uh, yeah, it was good. Do you have any thoughts on it? The World Series, I watched the final game because I am one to party. 
Um, so I love seeing the celebration and it, it was cool to see a lot of controversy surrounding one Rob Manfred, the commissioner and how he scheduled these world series games and two, the Atlanta Braves, um, and what they stand for. We're going to stay out of politics. We know that pisses off wit. So we're going to, we're going to leave it be congrats to the Atlanta Braves and congrats to Freddie Freeman. Um, it was quite the world series. Um, from my understanding, Jorge Soler, former cub takes a nice W as the World Series MVP. So that's pretty much all I got of baseball. And Wits, before we get into football, and college football specifically, I want to say we're putting a ban on college football. We are. We're putting a ban on college football. We're going to give you our picks and what happened to us last week, but we're putting a ban on college football and supporting it. I will not say the organization's name. I will only refer to it as college football. Cincinnati got fucking hosed. And everybody knows that. Sitting there is the six. Why do we play? You know what, Wits, this is one of Wits' famous lines. I'm going to steal it from you. We're, we're quoting you. Why do we play the games? Why do we play the games? Cincinnati's a six is, a, is preposterous. I just want to say that. I mean, I'm sure you have a take. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Roz. And I was, I was pretty outraged that they weren't in the top four. And, and I, don't, I don't want to go on my whole big rant again because uh, Roz summed it up very nicely and I've done this before. But the more I got to thinking about it, Roz, I almost think this was a ploy by the organization to just get people talking about it more. I think, you know, that's a theory. It's a little bit out there. But, you know, they talk about you. If, the more any news is good news in the media. So, I think they knew people were going to get riled up with Cincinnati out of the top four. And I'm talking about it. You're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. So, you know, from a media perspective, I think they did themselves a favor here. It's about the money in college football. That's what it is. Regardless if you think this is where they're pushing extra revenue, I think where it really lies is they've got Alabama, Georgia at one, two, Alabama, fresh off a loss just a couple of weeks ago. And there's still two top money teams in college football. Again, I won't say the organization. Then you've got Michigan State representing the Big Ten, which might be the wealthiest of the conferences. And then I'm already Oregon. You know, Pac-12 hasn't had a lot of love in a little bit. And I think they only have them there because they can't have Ohio State over them, both one loss. Cincinnati, there's no path. They got screwed with six. There's no path unless these people in front of them lose. This Ohio State-Michigan State game keeps them out coming up because either one will flip-flop into those positions. Oregon, you're going to need to see lose. They have the backdoor sallies of Oklahoma who are undefeated who could come up and take the spot of Cincinnati. There's not a lot of room. And I got to tell you, we're going to talk about gambling-wise. Notre Dame has been covering a lot of spreads for me this year. It's a big win for Cincinnati. It's being ignored, in my opinion. And that's a top-10 team in Notre Dame that Cincinnati went out and beat. You ask them, they go, what is the line? It's like, how high? Jump how high or whatever the fucking thing is. And they did it. They jumped over the line. You asked them to set. They went up against ranked opponents. They went up against Notre Dame, the star child of college football, who for some reason gets ranked higher than they ever deserve every year because you need to have the Fighting Irish there. Bullshit. Banned. We're banning them. We're done talking about them. We'll give you what happened last week, and that's it. And we'll tell you who we're picking this week. Last week, another three and two week for your boy. Consistency is key. Another .8 units I was able to gain you. Michigan State beat Michigan. I told you Michigan with Jim Harbaugh just cannot beat a top 25 team. Those were the results. Iowa got stomped. I apologize about that. Wisconsin can't really make up its mind. They don't know if they're back in the Jonathan Taylor years or if they're back to the beginning of this season. But 
Iowa, who, again, was a faulty team ranked high to help Penn State and Michigan State have a higher ranking, showing you their true colors. Georgia, easy win. Could have told you that from a mile away. Ole Miss, a little upsetting. You know, Matt Corral goes down same week as your quarterback. I think it's Kenny Pickett. Don't remember his name. For Pitt, two guys going for the Heisman uh, Trophy. Could have used a better performance against Auburn. Ole Miss didn't do it. And then, like I said, Notre Dame, three weeks in a row. Covering the spread. Notre Dame, minus three and a half, a big win. Felt good to take them. I feel good about them for some reason. Um, and I'm hoping they're going to be the thing that pushes Cincinnati into the college football playoffs. Uh, Wits, your closing week, another one in four. Do you, do you have anything to say about it, or are we just on the fade train? Um, well, I said it a couple weeks ago. If you want to make some money, fade Wits. And I haven't disappointed from that regard. One in four the past three weeks. You faded me, you'd be doing pretty well. So um, take my picks for this week for what they're worth, which could be another one in four a week. But Roz always gives me shit for not taking these top matchups, top 25 games. So I just said screw it this week. I am taking all top 25 matchups. Got a big favorite in there as well, which I normally don't like to do. So I'm going to run through the picks real quick, Roz. First game I'm taking, 11 a.m. Central time, right when you wake up. Uh, Big 10 matchup here, Ohio State going on the road versus Nebraska. I like Ohio State here, Roz. They got ranked um, outside the college football playoff, I think as they should be right now. So they got to step on the gas, right? They got to destroy every team in their path. And that is going to be their only option of getting in. So I like Ohio State to take down Nebraska. Nebraska, I had a love festival with them for about four weeks, but it kind of slunk back into the team that lost to the Illini in week zero. Second matchup of the week, uh, Roz, I think we're on the same side of this game, but Michigan State laying three on the road versus Purdue. Seems like a big trap game. Right? Number three team in the country against Purdue. I don't care where it's at, but only three points. I'm falling right into the trap. I don't give a shit. Uh, I like Purdue. They had a really nice game against Iowa, which they took them down. But I, I like Sparty in this one. Kenneth Walker is just an absolute beast. So I think they control the game. Um, my next one, I'm taking the big spread here, and I'm taking the team that was shown no love. But I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bearcats laying 22 and a half at home versus Tulsa. And Roz, I think even more than Ohio State, I mean, the committee spoke to Cincinnati and they're basically saying, you know, you better blow every team out and cover every spread from here on out. So I think Cincinnati, it's going to be no holds barred. They're going to take everybody fucking prisoner. And I think they're going to try to win every game by 50 because it seems like that might be their only shot. So I think Cincinnati, they're going to throw sportsmanship out the window and I think they're just going to try to dominate every single minute the rest of the season because that's what the committee has said, um, but they're still not good enough. So I'm going to take Cincinnati minus 22 and a half. And uh, finishing up the card, I got a couple underdogs for you. Um, Auburn on the road plus four and a half versus Texas A&M. Like, uh, like Bo Nix, I think he's played pretty well this year. It seems like he's been there for a decade. And I think they get a big win on the road against the Aggies this week. And my final matchup, um, really disgusting game here, but I'm going to take Indiana plus 20 points going to the big house against Michigan. Uh, Jim Harbaugh just, just does Jim Harbaugh things, doesn't disappoint, loses another top 10 matchup last week. And as bad as Indiana's been, I think they play a pretty good game this week against a Michigan team that I think will be a little down in the dumps losing to Sparty. So that's my five pack for the week. Take it for what it's worth. Hey, keep fading him. You would have made 12 units back at this point. Um, Wits, here we go. You you alluded to the trap, and man, I am like every 
horror movie you've ever seen because they always have the same character in every horror movie trapped killed and ends their time in the movie me every time we'll go in michigan state this week minus three biggest trap and you know what i smell the cheese i'm ready to take it baby um I, there's just unless they're finally agreeing with Roz logic here and that this is not a real number three ranked team in the country i don't see why this is a three-point game could you imagine alabama at a four had a 20 point spread last week you're telling me Hell, Alabama's number four right now, and they have a 20-point spread. And you're telling me Michigan State, as the third-ranked team, only has a three-point spread? Let you, little food for thought there. little food for thought there. They better cover this spread or else I'm all in on the, this continued ban. Um, Auburn plus four and a half. I agree Bo Nix has been there 20 years. He'll be able to figure it out. He's the Brett Favre of college football. They'll get it done, especially after the win they had last week. Iowa minus 12. Everybody needs a little bit of a – rebound game and I think they do it against Northwestern who's just been absolutely pitiful just by the way Iowa is the 22nd ranked team also on the road minus 12 bigger spread than this Michigan State game Oregon on the road minus seven they need to keep proving themselves I'm going to take that game as well Oregon has flip-flopped with me they were one and one on the Oregon train I hope they keep it going and then Texas can only blow so many fourth quarters with before a team does it back to them we're hoping it's this week we're hoping Texas on the road Beats Iowa State straight up. I have the good feeling about that, but we'll at least cover the plus six and a half. Those are my picks for this week. And again, wiping my hands clean of this debauchery that is this league, college football. Let's move on to a real sport, the NFL. A lot of news in the NFL. Um, I feel a little bit trapped. Not a bit particularly good. No, and I feel a little bit trapped that I have to speak about it. I don't want to speak about it at all but you know this is what we do this is what i get paid five dollars a month to do um yeah my guy's out the greatest quarterback of all time is not playing on sunday against patrick mahomes due to uh something i might have uh, spewed a little bit about on the show not too long ago so it doesn't look good for me here uh especially if you listen to that Kyrie irving rant but uh yeah uh he's not playing wits and it's uh for a seven and one team running back into some off season problems. Yeah, not a not a great look. Um, you know, for the Packers' hopes of winning this game, but also not a great look if you're Aaron Rodgers, because um, he really, first of all, he came out and said that everything was taken care of when really it wasn't. And you know, it's rumored that he got COVID at a Halloween party, which is why he was growing out his hair. So. Um, a lot of question marks. I think a lot of people around the league lost respect for Aaron Rodgers. Um, not talking about him as a player, but it's kind of how he handled the whole thing. And, you know, thank God the Packers are seven and one because this is uh, not a good look. Oh, my dog agrees. Billy. What do you think, Billy? Billy's yes. really coming in on the Aaron Rodgers. Billy, we get it. You know, you're a Bears fan, dog from Chicago. Oh, Billy, Billy anti Aaron Rodgers here. Um, but yeah, Roz, can you imagine, you know, what if this was a, what if this was a playoff game? I mean, how, how would that look then? I mean, that would be pretty devastating. And I don't know, man, just a lot of, a lot you of big ifs. You ready for a little Silver Lines playbook? Decent movie. Wouldn't recommend you going to watch it, but I got my own Silver Lining. Maybe uh, Jordan Love plays one of the best games of all time. We feel good about what's coming next. Not that it's coming next so fast, but we feel good about what's coming next. That's. Silver line.
Yeah, that could be silver lining. Uh, two more quick headlines, Roz. I um, feel like we got to touch on it. The Henry Rugg situation, um, terrible for everybody involved. And, I mean, kind of just like a, a life note there. I mean, there's always help if you need it. So reach out, um, you know, because these, these kinds of things shouldn't happen. But it's unfortunate that it did, especially for – uh, person who lost their life there so don't want to spend too much time on it um, but you know definitely has an impact on, on the Raiders and the league as a whole and uh, last thing here Roz I think we might have seen the end of OBJ in Cleveland because hasn't practiced two days in a row video came out uh, that his dad posted I don't think he actually edited that video but he did put it up there and um, quite frankly I'm, I'm kind of happy about it I think OBJ is kind of a piece of shit and I think the Browns are better off without him. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I'm, I hope he's done. Uh, I think he's done as a Brown. I don't think it was a good match, him and the Cleveland Browns. I mean, Baker Mayfield, I've got enough questions. There's like two parts to this thing, in my opinion. I don't think Baker Mayfield's really, uh, really a starting quarterback in this league that's going to win you anything, and you can see it. I loved the Browns. He's the worst spot to be a, a decent quarterback. Decent. But not one that's going to play right. the big game. And the Browns hoopla coming into the season, being a kid who had to go to school in Ohio, who has a lot of Cleveland Brown fans, who are all now retracting their statements from this preseason, which was mind-boggling to me. Not only did I write them down to my phone for this exact moment, they all were like, you know what, we didn't expect much from the Browns, which is a bunch of fucking Michigas, because everyone thought the Browns were going 12 and fucking 5 and going to the Super Bowl. Everyone in Cleveland, this one's – this is for you, just like the LeBron James. I'm throwing up a fat middle finger. Um, anyways, OBJ will be successful on another team. I'm not totally on that. He sucks train yet. I really do think he he can make he can make it work. I, he made it work with Eli Manning somehow. He did. Yeah, he's, Manning, he's, living, he's, his, he's living off that one catch. He had never, some pretty, never won a game since pretty, the boat picture. Since the the boat, boat picture. Right. There, his, stats, his stats have been down since the boat picture, but he is a talented wide receiver. He has had some incredible seasons, which I will even pull them up for you to exemplify what he was able to accomplish at his I, height in New York. How about his rookie season alone? 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. Sophomore season, 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns. 2016, right before the boat picture and before his injury, 1,310 touchdowns. Since then, he's only broken 1,000 twice. He did break 1,000 once with the Cleveland Browns, but it has been a downhill slope since 2016. We are in 2021. Things go quickly. I do think there is at least one more. I mean, the kid's only 28. He's a year older than us, which is fucking unbelievably scary to think about. I think there's room for another explosive year on the right team. If he goes to any of these teams that I'm hearing are interested in him, we're going to have the same Odell situation we just had, but we'll see. He's moving on. I think we've seen his last snaps in Cleveland. And, uh, yeah, Wits, I think uh, we beat the nail into the horse's head, an old phrase I like, used to like to say. Uh, let's get into last week what occurred. Um, pretty interesting week. Green Bay wins the biggest game of the season, showing that they're truly the best team and looking forward to a Super Bowl berth and an eventual Super Bowl championship. I went 3-2 and two again. Wits, 2-3. and three. Um, I don't know what to say other than we we're both on the Eagles who got an easy win, who are the last, like, kind of life, 
lifeline of the NFC East. Otherwise, Dallas is just going to lay claim to this wasteland of a division. Titans lose Derrick Henry in a game they were able to pull out and win in overtime. Chargers get their asses snapped against the Patriots, who might be good now. Mac Jones showing a lot of Tom Brady comparisons. And then I fell into the Kool-Aid that is the Washington football team, and they just fucking suck. There's really no two ways to put it, Wits. Um, those were kind of my five-game takeaway from last week. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Washington sucks, and that's why I was on the Broncos. Um, <laughs> hey, you were a Washington uh, believer. Don't, don't I, hide. You, I'm not going to hide. Don't put um, yourself back think, in the closet. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retract. Um, Philly, yeah, big win, and could have gotten a game up in the division if the damn Minnesota Vikings could have done anything on offense versus the Dak Prescott-less Cowboys. I mean, what an, what an absolutely embarrassing game that was for Minnesota. They marched down the field in the opening drive, and their whole game plan looked completely different after that. Um, brutal, embarrassing, and even had them plus two and a half, right? I think that line closed it at two or three the other way, um, and it still wasn't enough. But, yeah, Ross, a couple other games. Um, Saints. Tom Brady had a lot of trouble against New Orleans. And um, I got to say, I think the Saints are a good team. It's like no matter who they put out there, they're always finding ways to win. So I know Jameis Winston goes out for the year um, with a leg injury. But Trevor Simeon, Taysom Mill, going to be somebody else? I don't know. They'll figure it out. And, uh, yeah, last game I want to touch on, Roz. Um, Patrick Mahomes. It's uh, it's interesting, man. He does not look like the same player this year. No, Very does, skittish. He absolutely does not, and it's a scare if you had him in Survivor. And you can hear Billy in the background cheering on Patrick Mahomes, really, really woofing for him. It's been a tough go, and luckily the Packers kind of give him a present as we're going to give him our backup quarterback this coming week. And uh, <laughs> the, Billy is killing me. One, one of our great guests. We've had a lot of guests on this show, but not – None quite like Billy. Yeah, Billy's. She's. Uh, I think she's got to play in this Chiefs-Packers game. I think she's <laughs> over the Chiefs. She has. She's got the Chiefs. Mahomes is going to finally cover a spread. Apparently, we'll see if that's if that's how it goes. But yeah, no, the Chiefs definitely a tough go um, as of late, and I think that they eventually will. I'm under the belief it's Patrick Mahomes. He's a star. He will always figure like. Water, water will find its level, and they're, they're below level. This is not them coming down to earth from the Super Bowl teams. I think they're just below level right now. Um, and they'll get back to being a Super Bowl contender here shortly this season, and maybe they get the kick in the butt they need by whomping on the Packers without their starting quarterback. Um, but, Wits, let's talk about this coming week in the NFL. A lot going on. We're going to ignore that Packers-Chiefs game. That one point seemed like it would be the highlight game of the week, having the two best quarterbacks going up against one another. I'll start off with my pick since I'm a dominant force as of late winning. I got Cincinnati. They took an ugly loss to the Jets, but you got to remember the Titans who went on a, the road to beat the Bills and Chiefs also lost to this Jets team. I don't think it says a lot. I think this is a shambled Browns team. I mean, all week, all they have to hear about is OBJ being sent home from practice. They're starting a quarterback who has a torn shoulder labrum in his left shoulder. Um, it's just not good in Cleveland. Cleveland being Cleveland, right? Browns doing Brown things. They, uh, they never seem as, as an organization to have it all together. And I think you'll see Cincinnati beat another division foe this week. 
Atlanta plus six and a half. We'll see what the new quarterback looks like in New Orleans. I understand New Orleans defense is very good, but Matt Ryan can still chuck a ball. 1,800 yards, 13 touchdowns this year. I think they keep it within a touchdown. They might even get this W, but I'm going to go Atlanta plus six and a half. We're both on New England, minus three and a half this week. At, on the road against the Patriots, early thoughts are that P.J. Walker are play, is playing for the Panthers this week. I think the Patriots could win this by two scores uh, in this game, giving them minus three and a half. Chargers minus one and a half, can't keep losing. One and a half, basically a pick em against a horrible Eagles team that luckily won a game last week. I think the Eagles are on their last leg. They're going to get their asses handed to them against the Chargers this week. Wits is going to have to pick a new team in the NFC East, although he's promised not to. Um, I think the Chargers get that W. And then Raiders were both on as well, minus three. A lot of stuff going on this week, obviously, with the Raiders. But they have answered the bell, especially after the Gruden thing. They're 2-0. I think the Giants are also just an atrocious team. And I think Derek Carr has enough to get over the edge here. So I'm going to take the Raiders minus three. Very nice, Raz. I like it. Uh, first game for me, I'm going to take the Browns plus two and a half on the road against Cincinnati. Everything going wrong for the Browns. Um, and I was going to say almost complete opposite in Cincinnati, except they dropped a game to the Jets last week. But I think this is a huge division matchup. Um, I think this is a game that the Browns need to have to keep their season alive. Uh, it's not, not a technicality, right? Season's, of course, not over, but I think they need this game. Um, so I like them to pull through here and win this game straight up. Next game, I'm going to take the Raiders on the road versus the Giants. Uh, love Danny Dimes on the road, but as a home guy, hasn't been that great in his career. I know he's a good underdog uh, play as well, but I like the Raiders here. They've been playing some great football, even with all the distractions this year. Uh, next pick, I'm going to take the Ravens minus six at home versus Minnesota. Then I'm going to take my, my favorite play of the week is San Francisco minus two at home versus Arizona. Don't know about the uh, Kyler Murray situation yet, but either way, I'm taking them. And my last pick is the Patriots minus three and a half on the road against Carolina. So that sums up my five pack. Love to hear that. Um, yeah, I mean, anything else you're looking forward to this coming week? I mean, you, me and you go head to head in fantasy might be the opportunity you need to get back into the fantasy football relevance sphere. Anything you got to say? Um, I need a win. I need it yesterday. Well, you can't live in the past wits. And uh, as you're four and 19 in your last two seasons, you look to right the ship. That's pretty much all I got for you folks. You know, there's not much else I have. Apparently, people like Formula One. This is not going to be the show that does it for you. So we're going to zoom on out of here, see what I did there, Wits. And uh, this has been the opening line with your hosts, Wits and Roz. Catch you next week, everybody. Peace.
listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com code program